0: Happy Tuesday to you all, and welcome to Neolife's weekly product conference call. It's great that you could join us tonight, and as always, we thank you for choosing Neolife as your number one nutritional provider. My name is Cesar Galarza, and I have the honor to serve as the Director of Sales for Neolife North America. I joined Neolife in 2005, happily married. We have two wonderful children, and our entire family enjoys Neolife nutritionals every day. Well, we have a great call lined up for you tonight, and we will be discussing bone and joint health. Now, let's not forget that strong bones tomorrow require focused nutrition today, and our special guest, Scientific Advisory Board member, Dr. Liz Applegate, will share with us more about healthy lifestyle tips and NeoLife's personalized targeted solutions. With that, let's now turn it over to Cheryl Siskreit, Product Manager for Neolife North America. Enjoy the call.
1: Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us on our Tuesday night call. Well, you're in luck for today because the the Center for Disease Control reports that arthritis and other rheumatoid conditions have been the most common cause of disability among adults in the U.S. for the last 15 years. And who do we have but your very own Scientific Advisory Board member, Dr. Liz Applegate, joining us today, talking to us about this very issue. Hi, Liz. How are you doing?
2: I am doing great, and I'm really excited to be talking about such an important topic that affects so many people in in the U.S. and actually worldwide.
1: Oh, of course. Can you, I mean, people have known you now for a little while, but can you say how long you've been with the company and just a little bit about yourself?
2: Well, I very fortunately have been with Neolife as a member of the Scientific Advisory Board for a little over a year. And in that year, I've just enjoyed it tremendously being at the conventions and getting to meet a lot of distributors and really just enjoying the process. Um, What I do is I am a nutrition and fitness expert from the University of California, Davis. Uh, I teach a lot of students um, and actually am currently emeritus status and teaching an online course um, through all the University of California campuses. So I love to talk about nutrition. Uh, it's my passion, and I really like sharing with people ways that they can be more fit and more helpful through paying attention to their lifestyle and and of course diet.
1: That is fabulous, and we are so lucky to have you. I know you did a tremendous job at the convention, and each and every one of these talks are just impactful and Thank you so much for being with us today now, of course. I Now, I know you said that there's no secret nutrition is so important for, say, the athlete and just about everyone else, but I wanted you to see if you can highlight some of your experience on this call and try to help us make some healthy choices that maybe we can change our lives. Can you start us off by talking about nutritional needs, say, how it changes in age in regards to bone and joint health? What happens?
2: Well, I'm sure a lot of us recognize that one of the chief complaints of a person as they age, however you want to define an older person, uh, it's always older than where you are, right? You know, you say you're old, but really there's somebody older than you. Uh, But one of those chief complaints is just achy joints. And people complain about, wow, I don't think my bones are as strong as they used to be. And they have conditions like osteoporosis and osteoarthritis. Uh, we do know that as a person ages, a lot of changes occur in their body and that there's key nutrients like calcium and magnesium and, of course, vitamin D and many others that we know play a role in both bone and joint health and that as a person ages, their need for those nutrients in some cases are increased and in other cases, their body is changing with age so that they aren't utilized as well. And so we're really faced with a tremendous challenge as we age to stay healthy as it relates to our bone and joint health.
1: Now, Dr. Abigail, you just said something very interesting about how our body changes and sometimes we don't have enough of these. um, And sometimes our body isn't utilizing uh, these minerals or calcium as, as well. How do you know which one you are or what's going on in your body?
2: Well, one of the things just to assume is that as you get older, you approach 50 and beyond. And, and please don't think I think 50 is old because I'm older than that. <laughs> so I just look at it as sure. we all just got to recognize that as we age, which is, really a, a gift to be able to be still living and aging on, uh, that what's called bioavailability, the amount or proportion of a mineral or other nutrient that gets inside your body to do the job it's supposed to, that that bioavailability decreases as we get older. So while we know calcium is important for a young child and a teenager, and we all talk about oh, getting ample calcium through dairy or other sources, it actually becomes more important as we get older because our need goes up as our bioavailability declines. So less of that calcium as well as some other nutrients are getting inside of us as we get older to go beyond and do the job that they're supposed to do inside, such as maintain bone strength.
1: Wow. Very impactful. Very important, too. So now Mm -hmm. you talk about focusing on bone and joint health. And can you talk about why is this so important? And is it – is there ever too early to start working on bone and joint health? I know you're just saying, you know, when you get to 50. But is it ever too early to start thinking about it and maybe taking best practices?
2: well bone and joint health um really become so important and we think about them when we're older 60s 70s we have achy joints well honestly that started that those issues can get started in early years childhood years parents should listen up they have a role in building the bone and joint health of their children and parents and as you uh, whether you're a parent or not actually as an adult it's never too late to start paying attention to your joint health and your bone health. It's important that we try to take steps such as getting adequate physical activity, maintaining a healthful diet that gives us adequate calcium, magnesium, vitamin D, and other nutrients, that we can maximize the amount of minerals in our bone because as we age, there is an inevitable decline in bone mineral content, and there's an inevitable inflammatory response that happens in our joints, compromising the health of our joints. So we want to try to do what we can to protect that early on. So it's good nutrition, physical activity, and just some common sense.
1: That's great. Now, I know I spoke with, um, with, with Dr. Clayton a little while ago, and she had mentioned how you know as you get older, it's really good to get enough magnesium. And I know you talk a lot about magnesium and how having CalMag and then say magnesium in addition to it makes a very good supplement um, as you get older. Can you talk a little bit how you know you test on calcium, but also why magnesium and the larger amounts are so important for the older? Well, what we're realizing
2: in the science world is that we know magnesium along with calcium and some other minerals. They're what we call the major minerals. And they play a role in many aspects of health, in muscle contraction, nerve impulse transmission, and in healthy, strong bones. Magnesium has fallen off the radar screen for a lot of people. We've We've put a lot of great focus on calcium, and people have forgotten about the mineral magnesium. And unfortunately, we've come to realize that with age, our ability to absorb magnesium has declined. Also, the level of magnesium in our diets has just dissipated because of poor food choices as well as declining levels of magnesium in the soil and what gets into the plants that we're eating as well as other food sources. So magnesium intakes tend to be deficient in a lot of people. And so if you aren't looking at the whole synergy of bone-healthy nutrients, calcium, magnesium, vitamin D, and so on, you're missing the boat. You can't just put one of them in and hope that your bones are healthy. So bone health and avoidance of age-related diseases that cause bone disease like osteoporosis is not just about calcium. It's about getting adequate calcium along with magnesium, along with vitamin D and other key minerals and other nutrients like protein even.
1: Oh, very important. So I guess that brings Mm -hmm. me to the next uh, question. There's so many statistics on how bad and how many people are affected by osteoporosis um, and poor health. What's going on? I mean, is this something that is just to happening all of a sudden because of our environment or our food, or is it something that we're doing? Well, mind. these
2: are all all really, really good and important concerns. Um, what's going on? More than 61 million people in the U.S. by next year or so will have osteoporosis. That's about half the older population. As more and more of the population shifts to aging, because we have more in that category, we see this age-related disease. So one in four women have the disease when they're over the age of 65. And there are some estimates that one in two women will have an, what's called an osteoporotic-related fracture in their lifetime. And that's one in four for men. And really what we're saying is bone mineral density, how, what kind of integrity your bone has, uh, is declining it rapidly and this is for many reasons. It's for diet, it's for because of lack of exercise, too much alcohol, smoking. We're doing more of these bad factors or these things that negatively impact our bone health than we've ever seen before and that's why rates are increasing.
1: Got it. Now, um, so you touched on that. Is there some things that we could start doing in our lifestyle? to change our likelihood of getting osteoporosis or is it genetic? Um, what do you
2: think? Well, the, what we know is that osteoporosis risk, that is risk of developing porous weak bones, that's what osteoporosis means. Uh, the likelihood of that declines if in people that get adequate physical activity, especially weight bearing. When you bear weight on your leg bones, um, so walking, jogging, or you do tennis, which is, it may sound odd, but it's a kind of activity mm-hmm. that creates tension, muscle tension on your arm bones. Really, anything that creates muscle tugging on the bone helps build bone mineral density. Even chewing gum um, helps build bone mineral density in the jaw bone. And it's that activity that a lot of us are not doing. We fall off maybe after being kids. We say, "Eh, I'm not going to do anything, and that's not good. Also, what you can do to help prevent osteoporosis is getting adequate magnesium and calcium and, of course, vitamin D, which is important in calcium absorption and helping the bone mineralize properly. And then lastly, things like alcohol, alcohol caffeine or coffee intake for some people, and of course smoking, all of those negatively impact bone health. And while genetics does play a role, um, certainly if you know that somebody in your family, immediate family, your grandmother, for example, developed osteoporosis, you should take a look at your risk factors uh, and and see that you, oh, wait, I better start eating well and doing more activity so you can help lower your risk.
1: Got it. Now there's so many different, um, I guess, gaps in our foods, and, and so many things that you know we have to take for minerals and nutrients. How do you know what proportions that you should be taking when you're a child, when you're an adult, um, and what you need more of?
2: Well, you know, in terms of how do we determine what a person needs, I generally look at a person's diet, try to assess, but we can pretty much guarantee that. Most of us fall short on our calcium needs. Most of us fall short on our vitamin B needs and magnesium. And these are those three crucial nutrients in bone health. We like to see calcium and magnesium in a ratio of roughly 2 to 1 or 3 to 1. That is calcium and magnesium. And that reflects their need in the diet. Calcium we need roughly three times the amount that we do magnesium. But what's happened is people may be taking calcium supplements and then falling short on magnesium in their diet, not knowing that they are. So I try to get people to look at what are some good food sources of those nutrients, such as dairy products, green leafy vegetables. And I'll probably name a few things like seafood and things like that for magnesium. People go, oh, I really don't eat those. <laughs> so at Neolife we know that it's a challenge it's a challenge for us as we get older because we start being less active we eat less food to meet our needs for all these nutrients and we don't make the best food choices even though our intentions are there so it's a challenge
1: got it now if you does, um heating something up or whether or not you prepare the food does that change the amount of magnesium that's in that green leafy vegetable
2: Well, most green leafy vegetables, if I look at something like spinach, the bioavailability of that mineral in the green leafy vegetable oftentimes is not very good. Even though on paper we say, whoa, there's magnesium in this spinach. It just isn't that bioavailable. Same goes for calcium. And that's why we're we're recognizing that uh, we need a little help in that department. And I liken it to When you go to the airport and you need to get to your gate quickly to make your flight, if you get held up at TSA because you're in the regular line, not the TSA pre-check, you're not very bioavailable. You can't get into the gate area very readily. And that's what happens with many of these minerals in certain types of foods or even from certain kinds of supplements that don't have bioavailability in mind, meaning they weren't developed to maximize or optimize the absorption or the bioavailability of that particular mineral like calcium or magnesium.
1: Hmm. This sounds very similar to the chelating process with Dr. Arthur first. Can you talk to mm-hmm. us a little bit about that?
2: Yes, and thankfully, um, Dr. first paid attention to this, really recognized the concerns about various minerals and their poor bioavailability. And given that our diet has changed over the decades to be more refined, it even becomes more of a problem uh, for us. So when you chelate a mineral, really what you're saying to that mineral is, great, you have TSA pre-check, you can head on in. It's better bioavailability, absorption is improved, and that mineral gets inside the body more easily. So if I throw out some numbers, for example, for calcium or magnesium, the bioavailability is oftentimes below 30%. That means in less than a third of what you consume gets taken up by the body. But with chelation, we can boost that uh, at times 50%, and that's very positive because if you're not getting adequate amounts, you look to a chelated mineral like in CalMag or in the magnesium complex this is quite beneficial because it will get that mineral inside of you and your body has the ability to utilize it. That's great.
1: Very important stuff. Now, you've been around nutritionals for a while. Are there other companies that have this or is this just near life specific?
2: My experience has shown me, and this is why I didn't choose to be on an advisory board for another company. Um, when I examined the resources the care and formulation that neolife took i found that this situation was fundamental to what they were doing decades before really most people even paid attention to it so No, other companies do not do this. Other manufacturers don't pay attention to bioavailability. And the other important thing is synergy, not just dumping in one form of a mineral into a dietary supplement, but looking at the synergy of what we find in nature, what do we find in whole foods, and how can we maximize and optimize how a nutrient behaves in the body.
1: Very important. That is great. Well, we're glad to have you here. So now that we've spoken a lot about bone health, can you talk to us a little bit about joint health? How does it differ, and is the same applicable with joint health?
2: Well, you? think of your, your joints as where two bones meet. So if you just bend your index finger, we, we have joints in our, each one of our fingers. You think of your knees, your shoulder. So we have two bones coming together, and they're every day making a lot of movements, oftentimes repetitive. And so over time, there's a basic wear and tear on all your joints. And unfortunately, this wear and tear can get painful. And with aging, with poor nutrition, some genetics, these joints and the fluid inside can become inflamed and even very painful and hard for a person to move very well. And so joint health is now becoming A real focus as our population is aging and we're recognizing a lot of people have trouble getting out of a chair, going up or downstairs, having the flexibility and the fluidity that they used to have. And the name of the condition, osteoarthritis, uh, afflicts millions of Americans here and also people worldwide and we need to look to ways to help prevent against this and help people improve joint health.
1: Very important. Now, you talked then about that. How do we protect ourselves against this? And why does it happen?
2: Well, no age-related way. changes are just going to happen. You know, it's, it's an aspect of aging. Joints don't last forever, but we can minimize some of the inflammation by paying attention to our health and minimizing weight gain as we age. That's promotes a lot of wear and tear. If you gain weight, the average American gains one to two pounds per year. You gain 20 pounds from when you were a young adult in that 10 or 15 years, and you are stressing your joints. So that's a big one, is to pay attention to your health and maintain a healthy weight. Eating a diet that supplies you with the nutrients that you need, anti-inflammatory nutrients that just help the body sort of clean up the normal inflammation that occurs. And what I mean by inflammation is just little small fires get started in your joints. I mean, not literally a flame, but just irritation, inflammation that irritates the joints. And we have mechanisms in place that can help calm those. But the problem is if we don't have a healthful diet that supplies a lot of antioxidants, omega-3s, this inflammation doesn't get calmed down and creates a cycle of infl- inflammation, discomfort, more inflammation, more discomfort, and it never seems to calm down. And we unfortunately develop this wear and tear and damage, physical damage to our joints because of the inflammation.
1: Got it. Now, speaking of products and how to help the joint health, I know Full Motion is one of our Neil's favorites. Uh, for joint health. Can you talk to us a little bit about that Neolife favorite? Um, How is it different, and maybe how it interacts with the body? Why is it so special?
2: Well, it is a favorite, and for good reason. When we look at full motion, and Neolife, again, the Scientific Advisory Board puts in a lot of thought and selects scientifically proven ingredients to maximize health for a joint the key ingredient in full motion is called glucosamine. And this is literally a food item for cartilage cells. There are cells in your joint that make cartilage that is important for the fluidity of your joint and for joint motion and health and to keep it um, free from, from pain. As we get older, these cartilage cells get tired, So to speak there's some genetics involved repetitive motion you let's take a a baseball player a catcher is constantly in that knee bent position and while we don't all have that job that's a good example to see yeah i bet their knees get tired after a while and it's more than just the fatigue it's the joint wear and tear that occurs but we all have it in our wrists and our ankles and our shoulders knees fingers and what we want to do is feed our cartilage cells so uh, glucosamine has been shown, scientifically proven to support jo- joint health, to slow down the breakdown of cartilage, and to help lessen the inflammation. And when you do that, there's less joint pain. Got
1: it. So, have to feed those joints. Now, you talked about repetition and activity as well. Is that something that also is something good to help with joint health, nutritionals, and sort of activity, or what is your take on how to get someone moving if they have... Well,
2: them. you know, joint health issues,
1: oftentimes
2: what people do, and you can picture this and maybe know a friend that this has happened to, is their knees start to bother them. And then they say, eh, I'm not going to go to my exercise class or I'm not going to go on a walk. And then that inactivity can lead to more joint disruption because you're not moving and using your joints. and finding some practical you know, medical support, letting your physician know, seeing an expert, making sure you don't have rheumatoid arthritis, but getting some guidance on, you know, you want to stay active, try swimming, do uh, a bicycle ride a couple times a week. All of those things can actually improve joint function to keep your joint fluid along with making sure that you get adequate nutrition. By the way, in um, full motion, we also have a synergistic collection of minerals. We have zinc and boron and silica. These are shown in small amounts to promote joint health. And it offers somebody the ability to take a a comprehensive approach to improving their joint health. And it, it is so important to get some medical input so that you know what it is that's going on, uh, and, of course, taking care of it before you're uncomfortable is, is definitely the way I recommend is making sure you're always physically active, getting the nutrients you need, and eating a healthful diet. So important.
1: So now you, we talked about so many people that are impacted by both bone and joint health. Um, is this why Neolith came out and the FAB decided to design a whole line of products geared to this specialty? Or what was the thought process
2: behind that? Well, the thought process behind the formulation of products is to look at health conditions and what the Scientific Advisory Board sees on the horizon as our population ages. And most certainly, this um, formulation grouping of products makes absolute sense for our aging population and looking at ways to help improve, optimize the quality of life. You know, it isn't just bone and joint health. We also have cardiovascular health, brain health. Uh, And I really love the way that the board is addressing these age-related conditions and helping people understand them, educate, communicate the story behind these um, potentially Uh, Debilitating diseases, and to do something about it, to provide a formulation that makes sense that's backed by science.
1: That's great. Now um, we talk about you know as you get older. Now, how does this differ with males and females um, with the recommendations for nutritionals in regards to bone and joint health? Well,
2: as far as the differences between men and women, we know that there are. Um, increased susceptibility for example to osteoarthritis that was the wear and tear on joints in women compared to men there's some differences in in joint alignment between the genders uh, and this may have something to do with it longevity of women generally live longer than men so there are a lot of factors but there are some differences in requirements for certain nutrients that can play a role in bone health. And I will say that women eat fewer calories than men, and so usually they're not taking in the amount of nutrients that they should be because they're eating a much smaller amount of food or, and, and or calories, making it challenging for them to meet their needs for healthy joint and bone function.
1: That is great. So now Dr. Liz. Do you have any additional advice or words of wisdom um, for someone that's maybe struggling with bone and joint health? Well,
2: I think it's important that people address major concerns with their physicians because you want to make sure you don't have an autoimmune disease, which can cause painful joints. So that's for sure one step somebody should take. I think it's important to have the attitude, it's never too late. Don't, don't give up. Don't say, oh, well, I'm 60, therefore I'm gonna just age here and I have sore joints. It's never too late. It's also never too late to build bone mineral health. Our bones are constantly turning over and we're making new bone Uh, mineral content on a daily basis. We need to feed our bones and recognize that weight-bearing exercises along with adequate calcium, magnesium, and vitamin D help us meet those needs. So get going is what I got to say to people is don't let this go on too long. You can improve your comfort by taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm.
1: Wow, what an impactful call this was, learning about key life nutritionals and targeted solutions with bone and joint health. Once again, we want to thank Dr. Liz Applegate for joining us today, and thank you to each one of you. Thank you for joining us, and we hope that you learned some practical tips to live a healthier and happier life. One that you can go ahead and live the best you for years to come. One more thing before I go, these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. As we end the call, I want to thank you all for dialing in and for choosing Life. And until next time, have a good night. Bye now.